Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Anthony C. Ferrante, director of Sharknado. Hi, this is the voice of BattleBots, Mark Biro. This is Seth Shostak, senior astronomer at the SETI Institute. Hello, my name is Matt Simon. I'm a science writer at Wired Magazine and author of the new book, The Wasp That Brainwashed the Caterpillar. This is Frank Joseph. I'm the author of an essay in the latest book, Lost Secrets of the Gods. Hi, this is Linda Godfrey, author of American Monsters. Hello, my name is Robert Salas. I'm the author of Unidentified, the UFO Phenomenon. Hi, this is Nick Redfern, the author of Close Encounters of the Fatal Kind. Hi, my name is Bob Luca. And my name is Betty Andreessen Luca. Hi, this is Jesse Proofus, the producer of JFK, The Smoking Gun. Hello, this is Marty Langford. I'm the director of Doomed, the untold story of Roger Corman's The Fantastic Four. Hi, this is Kevin Randall, author of Alien Mysteries, Conspiracies, and Cover-Up. Hi, this is Tracy Roberts, founder of I'm Jeremiah Bomek, the producer of The Real of Horror. Hi, my name is Bill Hall, author of The World's Most Haunted House. Hi, this is Micah Hanks, and I'm the author of the book The Ghost Rockets. And you're listening to Emmy on the Graveyard Shift Talk Show, blogtalkradio.com. My name is Emmy, and you are my guests today. Well, there's other guests, too, but we'll get to them in a second. Tonight is going to be a very special night. 
because as you well know, tonight is going to be the night where I interview the one, the only, Trey Roski, CEO of the unbelievably popular show, BattleBots. And, you know, I, I have a feeling we're going to have a little cameo by somebody who many of you, I think many of you know him. And, um, but, you know, before I bring um, Trey out here, I feel like I have to do some kind of something special. I mean, this is a, this is a BattleBot show. I, you know, you can't have a BattleBot show without announcing the people that are going to be, you know, talking or, or going at each other or whatever. So, you know, first I've got um, Trey here, but Trey, before you and I uh, go at it, I'm going to have the one and only Mr. Mark Biro, Beto, well, that's how we say it in Spanish, uh, he's gonna he's going to uh, announce. So, Mark, I will say no more. Take it away, sir. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, something wicked this way comes. He's coming for you and yours. He's three times the trouble. He's Trey Rusky. <laughs> 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 Wow. <laughs> Holy cow. That was I haven't awesome. heard that voice in a long time. Right? How you right? doing, Trey? That's awesome. How are you, Mark? Surprise. I'm doing real good. Real well, thank you. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> bet, oh, my God, that was awesome. That was fantastic. Oh, there's Well, that's what they pay the- me for. That, well, yeah, well, good. I hope you, I hope you like Cuban food because that's how I can pay you. That's great. <laughs> right up my alley. So, there you go. Oh, I know it is. I know it is. So, um, as everybody well knows, and by the way, thank you so much for doing that, Mark. We appreciate it. I hope you can stick around because I, I might will. have some questions for you. Yeah, you stick around, okay? Um, we'll I have will. some questions for you too. Yeah. <laughs> so Trey, how are how are you doing, sir? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So now back up a little bit. So Mark is is in your family. Is that yes. correct? Yes, yes. So Mark he's, he's is, an, yes. Yeah. Yeah, they tried Marky. to disown me. They tried to disown hey. you. Yeah. Hey, yes. no, that, that was only a rumor, except when they confirmed it to be true. Yeah, so right. I just want to make sure everybody knows that. <laughs> well, yeah, Mark, Mark, Mark is awesome. Mark was the host that put us on the map. And kind of made the staple of the show the way it is today. So it's it's well, amazing to hear from me, you. Well, believe me, Trey. Uh, believe what? me, Trey. In the many years that I did that, you guys put yourself on the map because I'm telling you now, I've done a lot of things and continue to do a lot of things, but it was never the, the close to the kind of thrill and excitement that BattleBots provides. And people learn that, and that's why they're addicted. I, I remember a great story you told me once when we were together. I, I think it was probably the, the third season or something, and you had mentioned you were coming through the airport, and uh, you you know you had been announcing a course for boxing matches for umpteen million years or whatever it was and and right. you were walking through the airport and some kids came up to you and said you're the battle bots announcer and you 
smiled. I remember you telling me how happy you were to be recognized for that, and I thought that was such an awesome story. And well, cool. it, 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 it's all true, and the beautiful thing about it is that when when those it wasn't just kids; it was a group of adults as well with their children, and they were telling the children to leave me alone because they thought I, they were bothering me. And I told them, no, that's fine. I am who they say I am. And they cracked up. They couldn't believe it. It was yeah. a great story and a true one and one that I often repeat. That's, that's awesome. That is so fantastic. And, you know, and on that note, you know, it, it shows right then and there how long this thing has been around. You know, many, I don't know if a lot of people realize especially some of the fans that may or may not be aware of how long this show has been going on. I mean, Trey, you and Greg, you guys started this thing way back in the nineties, you know, right in the cusp of 99, 2000. And, you know, you really put robot fighting on the map. I mean, that, that's no, no, there's just no quips about that. And, and watching BattleBots now so from when it, from its, <laughs> I don't know if you want to call humble origins because, you know, when you're when talking fighting robots, there's nothing humble about fighting robots. But yeah. there's so much care taken to the technicalities, the details, the schematics for each bot. I mean, it's almost like, and I know, Mark, you, you actually mentioned this to me a few times, but it's almost like they're treated like professional boxers. Because, you know, there's like the added atmosphere of kind of like a metallic, high-stakes poker robot wrestling death match. And, and I think... <laughs> Bringing somebody like Mark into it, and and Farouk too, you know that has that that announcing background, especially Mark that has the the boxing ring announcing background. I think really added to the really the seriousness. So Trey, what I wanted to know is, when you and Greg created BattleBots, did you have any idea that it would get to the point it was today? Um, you know, I mean, I think we were very hopeful. I um. I was probably, uh, you know, uh, thinking it had more than it was back then than maybe I I thought it might have today, <laughs> if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, sure. It, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, when we actually left Comedy Central, I was thinking, you know, oh, no problem. You know, we'll be back on the air in no time. And, you know, went back out and started knocking on those doors again and, you know, had a real tough time actually fighting our way back into the television world. And uh, it was, you know, it was an eye-opening experience. It wasn't as easy uh, as I thought it was. It it seemed easier the first time. <laughs> so sure. I, I, for whatever I can reason. appreciate that. And, you know, it's funny you say how it started out in something like Comedy Central, and now you're at Discovery Channel with shows like, you know, our, our, our mutual friend Brad Coleman with Expedition Unknown that has its own, you know, history. And, and, you know, now that you guys are, you know, I, I want to be careful when I say this, cause I don't want anyone to think that I don't think it's taken seriously, but you know, when you're, when you're on something like comedy central where, okay, you're on shows along with shows like the daily show and, you know, well, South park. And now you're with discovery channel where there's like historical stuff going on. There's real, you know, and, and I think that really shows, how people say, hey, this is something that's real. This is something visceral, you know, really like real nut, you know, knuckle busting. And, and it's really, it's, it's turned into something very, very big, something up there with, with wrestling, with, 
with boxing and and you know but but what sets it apart from all of those things is that it's truly a marriage of physics, kinetic energy, and raw visceral mechanical motion. Now, Trey, can you talk to us a little bit about how does the science and math and the physics, how does that add to the entertainment factor of the show? Well, I mean, other than the fact that that's what it is, uh, I'm not sure, um, you know, that, that, the majority of the public that watch it actually see that, you know, and realize that sure, the show, sure, sure. the show doesn't dive into that enough as much as it should. Um, you know, there's just not enough time, airtime to actually dive into that. And, and it draws a different audience for that kind of behind, you know, the scenes or whatever you want to call it, showing the actual math behind the physics and the physics behind the robots, uh, you know, it's 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 been a very difficult thing to find the right balance in the show, uh, in trying to make a good, you know, entertaining television-worthy show. Um, and so, you know, that's why we've kind of stayed stayed away from the build side of it or the you know the the engineering side. However, this season we're doing 50 hours. I which was is, just going to ask you that. <laughs> pretty crazy our last season we did 32 hours and i thought that was just crazy you know how you know how do we do 30 how do we entertain our public for 32 hours and this year we're doing 50 hours and we got some surprises for you so i'm not gonna and and you know some of it is experimental you know we're, we're we're trying to focus and and figure out, you know, what works and what might not work and show you some stuff. But there's definitely going to be some things that we try that uh, I think people will absolutely adore and love and some things we try that uh, a few people will look at and go wonder what they're thinking. <laughs> right, but yeah, that's definitely. I mean, TV I mean, especially when you have bots like, you know, Mammoth and Duck and, you know, uh, my gosh, uh, and Captain – uh, oh my gosh, they're gonna kill me now! St- um, ah, what's the one with the captain? The captain Amer- yes, Captain Striderator. I had an S yeah. in there. Guys, don't yeah. get mad at me. I had the S. Um, anyway, so, but we'll we'll talk about that in a, more in a little bit. But um, actually, getting back to the bots, I'm curious about this now. Each season, what I what what the fans are noticing is that it brings more lethal, bigger, sometimes smaller, but mostly mostly bigger even more creative bots. Now, can you, you know, but, but I don't under, I don't know if many understand the real personal investment, not just financial, but emotional, physical, um, you know, in some cases spiritual, amazingly enough. I, I that that kind of blew me away uh when I saw that. Um, can you give us an idea of some of the personal investment that some of these bot builders bring into each of their creations? Well, I mean, every, you know, every one of these builders has their own idea of what would work. And every engineer has their own idea of how to make something do something. If you want to build a boat, every engineer is going to build it differently. You know, there's there's a little bit of a different twist uh, in every engineer. Some of them will look back to what works. Some of them will look back to the way past and see what works and try to try to you know, build it up or change it enough to make it do whatever it needs to do better, Uh, whether it goes faster or floats higher up or, you know, 
if it was a boat or 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 something like that you know the the robots the way i look at them you know and i see these contestants it it really is an art piece too you know it's it's the art of their brain it's it's showing off their art um some of them come with you know i just want to win and this is what won last year and i'm going to try to copy that and i'm going to try to make it better i'm going to try to you know improve upon that idea um some of them come with something totally different and every year we yeah. see something that we haven't seen before mammoth as you mentioned was a great example of that you know when when we looked at mammoth i mean i, I think a lot of people walked in there and looked at it and said ah you know didn't quite get it until they saw it actually it was amazing it really i I was blown away by mammoth i really was i I didn't think it would last as long as it did it it really it really yeah yeah um and and, you know that's true and you know that kind of brings us to the question of the bracket system that you guys developed which actually has has taken an evolution of its own so i'm curious and i'm sure many many fans are curious too how do you guys decide i mean aside obvious from the obvious you know size and everything but how do you guys decide which bot belongs in each each bracket or each group each year so you know like can you i I know that's probably gonna (laughs) that might take a long time to to answer but maybe you can give us a, a rough idea um well you know so that's kind of a a proprietary secret uh huh (laughs) Really? And, uh, well, you Mark, know, so we I think have we're going to have to go to California, buddy. We're going we're gonna to have to we, <laughs> tie him up or something. <laughs> yeah, or tie a couple of us up. Uh, yeah, I mean, putting you know how we put the robots together and and who they compete against up until the finals is is you know kind of a unique secret. And we've been working uh, uh, forwards and backwards and sideways, and we've had past contestants and friends and. And mathematicians help us, you know, and figure out what, uh, it, it, you know, is there an algorithm that could be used to, you know, put these robots together in the best format? And we've looked at that, and there's a possibility, you know, that someday we might be able to create that. So far, we haven't. Um, we still try to, you know, we're, we've got a delicate, delicate balance, balance here again, you know, another delicate balance. It's, you know, we're trying to make good television. We're trying sure. to, you know, make fights that people want to see. We're trying to, you know, I mean, these robots got to go against each other. Uh, you know, most robots will go, you know, five fights in a tournament or more. And, you know, that's, uh, that's, a, lot of, that's a lot of fights. That's a lot of fiction. Oh, and, and, you know, so we're trying to, you know, make sure that uh, people have a chance sometimes. Sometimes, you know, some people are there to entertain i don't know if you remember the way old days with spiny norman would show up with the he had an rc car we had the four weight classes oh my and he gosh. had nails sticking out and he'd just drive this icy <laughs> rc car around he wasn't coming to win the event he right, was coming right. just to be a part of it and entertain and you know most of our contestants if not all of them you know today are coming to you know entertain but they're also coming to win they're also coming to put a, a show on do they realize the value of the fight and they realize the value of the TV show and how important it is to make great TV. And these sure. contestants really pull out all the stops. You know, the old days, there were people that would tap out or quit or, you know, back off or, you know, not, you know, take things to the T. Where these days, pretty much everybody, 
realizes it's about the fight and they put it all in there. Um, and they, they really perform well. And it's, it's really amazing, you know, what these contestants have done and, and, you know, how amazing they've been. And it's really, you know, and I say this over and over to all of them and everybody, it's, you know, this is a show for the contestants, by the contestants, and, and that's what BattleBots is about, and that's what makes it different than any other show out there, I think. Absolutely, and I mean, I think you said it just right there. I mean, I think just the, the, seeing that it started the way it did, and, and we had so many bots that were just, you know, come on. They were, you know, they were there just to, to play, which is fine. That That's great that they came. But then now it's gotten to the point where, I mean, bots have sponsors, just like boxers, you know, and they yeah. have they have people that invest real money in these things. I mean, and I'm not talking five done ten dollars, guys. I'm talking a lot of money. And, you know, when you have something like that, it's it becomes a whole different animal, mechanically speaking. Um, yeah. Speaking of mechanical animals, can we talk about duck for a second? Because I know there's a <laughs> lot of I had a lot of questions about this thing. Now, oh my gosh, what is up with this thing? Like, I saw the fight, and I'm like, okay, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna, I don't want to push you too hard, but and I know you're, (laughs) I can't ask you what do you think, but why is it so controversial with Duck and with this fight, especially the one he had with Gigabyte and Bombshell and Lucky and all that? I I mean, it just got. I I know there's always going to be controversial decisions. I realize that, but it's apparently with this one was like over the like wow so can, can is there anything you could talk about with that particular bot well yeah sure i mean you know i am we have judges and when it goes to the judges it's up to their interpolation and these are the best judges we've ever had you know we used to always say okay we we need one old contestant or one judge that you know knows everything about battle bots and then the other two didn't matter that was our thinking in the old days today We've changed. We've gone to, no, all the judges need to be BattleBots contestants, past contestants. Yeah, and I, I like, the reason I like for that, that yeah. is, is because we're getting the best decisions. And to, I'm on the stage. I have the best, you know, view of anybody. I'm standing right there during every single fight. And, uh, you know, truthfully, there's probably been two fights in the entire life of, you know, this era of battle bots that I've seen that I question the judges, uh, you know, the way they went. That sure. fight yeah. it was a very difficult fight. That fight was a very it difficult was. fight to judge. You know, yeah. Hal Rucker is probably one of the best engineers out there. This guy is, you know, he's amazing. His stuff is perfect. He, he comes and he's just, you know, he's really dialed in his robots. Everything is so well thought out so well engineered, so well built, um, you know, and it's just, and and to a certain extent, they're, you know, they're relatively simple, which is, you know, not simple to make, of course, but, you know, the the overall engineering of them is, is, is very simple. Duck, you know, to be frank, we had a really hard time letting it in in the beginning, Mm. Um, you know, it was, it, it is a bit of a wedge. We don't like wedges. We don't like robots, you know, that just have a limited, um, thing. It does have a lifting device, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, um, duck, I'm not sure about this, but you know, a few of the lifters that came last season, uh, could not lift their own weight. 
um, they couldn't lift the 250 pounds. And so there's a new rule this year, and that's the evolution of BattleBots too. So mm. lifters now have to be able to lift 250 pounds or whatever oh. their weight is and their opponent's weight. And the mm. rules are ever-changing to do two things. You know, we want to make a good show, a safe show, and a fun show. And, we, you know, it's about the engineering, and it's not just about a wedge. And there was not Duck here, but there was one of the other robots. I won't go into names, uh, but you can probably <laughs> guess. Uh, right. Yeah, um, yeah. that's that why I laughed. I know which one you're talking about. Couldn't lift, you know, anything. And, it's you know, it's like, okay, so you're really a wedge. You just pretended you know, that you could lift something and, you know, we don't, we're not about wedges. Um, and, you know, this, this also this year, we've redone our floor. Um, we now have a very, very solid floor. So the floor you saw last year and all the seasons in the past was the floor that Mark Bureau stood on <laughs> way back in 99. Are you serious? Um, it's still the same one? It was still the same, you know, it was basically really oh my thin. Gosh metal i mean when we built the very first battle box um you know the robots weren't very tough and we had four different weight classes and the thinking at that point was uh you know for example the spike rail the spike rail was made out of very thin steel had spikes on it you know it went up uh, i think it was six inches at the time it was a u-channel steel and it was actually made out of very thin steel because we wanted the robots to hit it and bend it the walls themselves behind the spike rail were perfectly capable of stopping all the robots in the shrapnel that would come to them. But the spike rail was actually made to make the robots look tougher back then. And we didn't need, you know, and it would bend and the robots would hit it and it looked like, oh, okay, because the robots weren't really that strong. Now the robots are super strong and, you know, they are, obviously the spike rail has been replaced quite a few years ago, uh, but the floor we've never really replaced. We would just hammer it out and we'd Bondo some of the holes. Yeah, I even bought stock in Bondo there for a while because, you know, it was... Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, so did you buy stock years. in it? <laughs> in the battle. That's Bondo strong stuff, man. You got you to gotta know. So, Listen, I'm, and, I'm uh, in theater. I know what Bondo is. I know, I know what that is. Trust me here. And actually, wow. you know, it's funny because when we wanted to get rid of the, the wedges, I came up with this whack-a-mole idea. Well, Pete and I did. You know, Pete's the old man of the box. And we said, okay, how can we make some spikes? And we made some spikes, and then we they didn't work. And then we made, you know, but these little, you know, lumps that come up in the floor. And the idea was to slow down the wedges. Um, and the, actually, the last two years, we really haven't even been able to use them because the floor was so up and down and tweaked and you know it kind of did that for us um so it it solved the problem the wedges didn't work as well and all that kind of stuff because the floor was you know pretty pretty wobbly um that's the right word you know i i i do have one slight suggestion for you guys i don't know i'm sure it's too late to add any new little traps but this this one will not take any any cosmetic uh, addition at all um have you ever thought of doing just a second or two seconds of pitch blackness just for the <laughs> robots you know what i mean that's, right that's... because think about it, then they can't see and it's like what the hell's going on and it's like it adds an element of holy crap to the to the fight first of all i don't know it's just i'm just throwing that out there i'm sure a lot of bot builders are hating me right now but whatever it would be hard to, to to show that on television you know 
<laughs> oh, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a theater guy. So, you know, to me, pitch black is just, that's where the crew comes in. But yeah, there you have it. That probably would be hard to show on TV. We could just um, tell people they're, they're fighting in pitch black right now and just leave the screen black. How's that? No. <laughs> oh, no, there you go. That That's that's an idea right there. I'm sure, I'm sure Discovery will love that. Yeah. About a second. I'm, that, that kind of, that kind of just, uh, my ADD is, is, is on, is on alert now. That that kind of brings me back to the old days of uh, Andy Kaufman when he did the the Howdy Doody special and they had the the, the vertical and horizontal hold. Remember that? That was uh, <laughs> oh gosh. So uh, back to BattleBots. Um, th- th- that's amazing. And you know, speaking of another bot, Bite Force is like unstoppable. I mean, is there any bot that, in your opinion, again, I know I'm really digging here, but Maybe you don't have to give names because I know that would indicate bias, but in your mind, is there any bot out there that you can think of that exists that has even a chance to dethrone Bite Force? I mean, it's well, unbelievably. There's a few bots that have beat Bite Force. If well, I'm not yeah. mistaken, Chomp beat Bite Force. If yeah. I'm not mistaken, uh, I know Witch Doctor beat Bite Force in the Amazon party. Uh, yeah. We did last year for Jeff Bezos that you know that Twitch thing. Oh no! I see, I didn't see that one. I didn't know about that one. Yeah, but, yeah. that was pretty spectacular. That was some of the best fights we've we've ever had. <laughs> it was pretty yeah, phenomenal. It's funny you mentioned Witch Doctor because I was going to say Witch Doctor is probably one of the bots that I would say you know has a chance. And I mean, you know, look, I think Mammoth. I saw that that trailer of Mammoth coming back. Uh, sounds like they they've made some serious adjustments to it. And uh, I don't know. Let's see what happens this time around. You know, you never know what's going to happen. You know, when happen. you're the champ, everybody's gunning for you, and everybody's you coming up with an idea to beat you because they feel that if they're ever going to be the champ, they got to come up with an away and an idea to beat you. Right. So I, you know, it's hard for me to believe that Bite Force is going to win this year. I might be just putting that in his head if he's listening. I, I, you know, <laughs> I think he's he's going down this year. Speaking of Chomp, who. Who I think beat him, if I'm not mistaken. Chomp. So let me tell you about this year's uh, walkers, our walking weight class. If I can jump ahead. I don't know. Yeah, no, please. uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. If if you know about this yet. Um, But I'll tell you. This does not sound familiar to me. Please continue. I'll tell you the dream first, and then I'll tell you where we're at. So, you know, the dream has always been to get to a walking weight class. for BattleBots, and you, you know like the, the dream Gundams? of the what's that? <laughs> you you mean like the Gundams or the Transformers? We're actually walking around and fighting like well, that. So that's that's a bit of the problem, uh, and one of the you know that's what people people see Transformers. We actually dealt with a television lady way back when, no names again, who thought that the Transformer robot was real, and who thought that the real steel <laughs> robots were real. And this is somebody in television, and we're trying to explain to them that these are not real robots and that, you know, oh as much as we argued. And, and the public thinks that the RoboCop robot, the, you know, other robots, Transformer robots, that these robots are real. And, and it's very, very difficult to make a walking robot, in walking in any way, whether it's well, two sure. legs, three legs, six legs, ten legs, one leg. You know, it is very, very difficult. Well, yeah, look um, at the one that, that we keep seeing updates about. Uh, I forget the name of the company, but, you know, the one that uh, 
Oh my goodness. Are they just trying how to open a door? I mean, that that's like an extreme uh, example, but look at how long it took them to just teach it how to walk upright for just a little yeah. while. Boston Dynamics is that. Boston Dynamics. Thank you. Thank you. So and those were mainly made by a gentleman uh, named Scott LaValley, who built Do All and Do Little for BattleBots. Built, I spent what? my childhood in his garage with his mom and dad, who, you know, his dad was a, an amazing engineer. And, uh, you know, he basically taught his son and who him and his son kind of taught me a lot of my robot building and everything else we used to but scott just jumping on that note for a second is and and maybe i'm not i've got to be careful here but in march scott's going to be releasing his new baby uh that he has spent a lot of money on in the and scott is uh it is a two-legged walking robot i've seen every walking robot in the world and this one is the most amazing, maybe the most expensive, uh, but it is the here. most unbelievable walking robot in the history of walking robots. It is. It will blow you away. What? And he, he'll be telling the world about that shortly. And I'll oh, I him can't take wait to hear there. about that. I cannot yeah. wait to hear about it. So that. So that's amazing. So that means that you guys – are hoping to get into that direction where it's not just these robots that are well, running around on wheels. So, so the idea here is, is, is to get to two-legged walking robots someday. That is the most difficult what? thing to do. Wow. So to do that, we've kind of developed, you know, or are developing still, like I mentioned the rule change of you have to lift your own weight with the lifter. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's an ever-evolving process. You know, the idea here is to have three different robot categories for walkers. One is the general competition robot walking category. And basically, mm-hmm. you enter the general competition. It has to be a real walker, and that is not necessarily defined in stone. We'll know it when we see it as we mm-hmm. define it at this point. Uh, but we don't allow shuffle bots or things that are, you know, not real walkers. Um, and that enters the regular competition. They have a weight advantage for that walking competition and they can be up to double the weight. So our normal robots are 250 pounds. They can be up to 500 pounds or get an additional 500 pound weight. And that's on a per robot by robot basis. So this year we have a couple of those coming supposedly. We'll, we'll see what happens. We have three of them being built. Uh, and chomp is one of those. She's been bragging about that. And so I can, I guess I can tell you, um, there are two other teams. I don't know if they've mentioned it to the public yet, and I, I won't say anything from what I know until they've either released it or given me full permission, and, and they haven't. I don't know how they're doing. Uh, I know that Chomp is bragging about it online and showing some pictures, and theirs is looking pretty amazing. I really think that if I was a betting man, which I'm not really, but if I was a betting man, I might put my money on Chomp this year. If they pull it off and they get it done, this robot's pretty amazing, and I think it's going to wow. really eye-open the rest of the contestants, and it's going to open a whole new world for us. But that's, wow. that's the category one for the walkers, and I'm hoping to see three of those this year. Uh, the other category is what we're looking at is calling the robot walker art class. So it's basically walking robots. Um, they can be as many legs as they want, and like, like the one in the open class. But um, they just go against each other. So it's walker versus walker. 
and mm-hmm. we've limited uh, some additional stuff on there, centripetal weapon uh, weights and speeds and that kind of thing to make it uh, more artistic. And then the third class at this point is a biped walking robot uh, class. So it has to be on two legs. And the way we're looking at that is we're thinking, we're going to try anyway, and we've been trying, we've been working with a company called Robotis who makes uh, Dynamexel, who makes uh, very fancy servos and a bunch of other stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. And they are going to just, get this thing kicked off the ground, pun intended, uh, they're going to make us some bases, a two-legged bases that stand up and can walk and can fall over and get themselves up. And we're going to hand those to, uh, you know, half a dozen contestants and say, add weapons to them and put some weapon, come up with an idea, add some weapons to them, and we're going to try putting those against each other. I don't think, I mean, we're not going to see those this season, um, but they are in the in the midst of you know getting people started with the two legs. The two legs is the hardest thing you can do. So what we decided me. is let's get them started by giving them something that actually works and walks on two legs at this point. Right. I mean, I would yeah. think just in the in the beginning part, I think I mean not like like what do I know about robot building? But I would think you would see more spider bot types first. Because just just for just for balance and equal you know mechanical equilibrium and I don't know maybe I'm wrong about that because like I said I don't know anything about robot building but I would think you would see that first and then evolve into the two legs I think but I mean man if 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 we get to that point I mean you know uh, I I can think of a couple of movies in the 80s and 90s that came true <laughs> I mean holy cow. And I mean, yeah. how far away are we from hologram robots, for that matter? You know, where <laughs> VR is 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 controlling them and and all that stuff. I mean, that's amazing. That that really is. I can't wait to see that. Uh, that's really something. And well, I mean, what about uh, you know, BattleBots the movie? Is that something that's ever been talked about? Or are we, we never going to see it. that? <laughs> we, no, we, really. We've we've talked about it. We you know, it's it's still a ways off. We still got to find the right you know, director, you know, James Cameron is a friend of mine and someday we'll reach out to him, see if uh, he's, you know, interested in helping us do something. I'd like to get a couple of great guys together like him and see if there's some way we can. Man, Mark, I don't know if you're still with us. I don't know if you're still with us, Mark, but we're like one degree away from James Cameron, man. That's pretty freaking awesome. (laughs) Yes. I'm still with you. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be amazing. That would. I tell you what, I mean, yeah, go ahead. What's what's up? No, I was going to say, uh, when I first started doing BattleBots, the funniest thing to me was watching the producers from TalentWorks uh, explain it to me when they wanted to hire me or bring me on. And uh, <laughs> I'm looking at them, and I'm expecting to hear these humanoid looking robots in boxing trunks and when I when I go to explain it my understanding to the guys they looked at me and told me no 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 these things are like flying saucers or a suitcase on wheels and hammers would come out from them and I'm looking at them and they're looking nuts to me <laughs> and and they finally said hey look 
look, do you want to do it or not? And I said, yeah, I just don't know what you're talking about. And when I got over there, when I got over there, it was amazing. Rob Biner and Lenny Stucker, two great gentlemen that that were a huge part of our start and actually brought brought you in with us. Yeah. uh, Robbie Biner died about four years ago. And uh, and Lee Stucker used to be a cameraman with the Jack Parr show. Oh, wow. That's how long he had been in TV. And there were the guys. Google that so you understand how important that is, those young ones out there. Yeah, that's (laughs) incredible. I mean, uh, and of course, I knew them doing boxing all over the country or wrestling. And they told me they needed battle bots. They needed an announcer to kind of tie the show together. And that's how I got introduced to Trey and Greg Munson. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and I, I tell you what, I worked with them for close to five years. And Trey, we actually did one season uh, BattleBots shortly after the tragic events of 9-11. Really? And, and I remember traveling on a half-empty plane to California wow. to get to the event. And we were just getting over that tragedy, and people were just starting to fly again. And I'll tell you what, uh, not to blow smoke up everybody's whatever, but <laughs> BattleBots was the most incredible uh, work that I was ever involved in, and the people in it were some of the kindest, wonderfulest individuals I got to know in my lifetime. Wow, well, and that, it, it, you are. You are so right because it, that is really the magic to BattleBots. It's, it's really the people, yeah. these contestants, and the people that are part of BattleBots. They are literally the most wonderful people to be around, and they're all so different, but they're all so fun and just so real. There, you know, one of one of the stories that I love to tell is there's millions of dollars worth of stuff in the pits. There's $1,000 speed controllers that some will fit are smaller than your cell phone. There are transmitters. There are batteries. There's so much stuff in the pits that, you know, these chargers and everything else that go with everything, programs and computers and everything else, you know, knocking on my head here and knocking on wood, nothing's ever been stolen. Nothing's ever. Yeah, that's, wow. that's you know, a testament to the these kind people of people to be that are involved. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll they, tell have you another thing. They, they have heart. I'll yeah. tell you another thing, Trey, that I instantly got during all the years that I was there, and that was the camaraderie of the competitors. They were all fiercely competitive, but they were also generously helpful to their opponents and uh, people that had defeated them. They all wanted to be a part of something bigger, and they did it gladly and, as you just pointed out, with integrity and honesty. Yeah, that is so true, and it's so funny, you know, to see in the pits because, you you know, you hear about 
uh, other sports out there. Like I heard about a, a baseball game recently that, you know, the kids were playing and two of the parents got mad at each other and they were in a fight in the stands. And I'm yeah. like, you know, you, it, people at BattleBots, I mean, that would never happen. And you have, no. you know, uh, you know, people borrowing stuff. You know, I'm going up against another robot and my speed controller doesn't work. And the team I'm going up against will say, here, use mine. Take yeah. it, you know. Yeah. And you never see that. And they don't yeah, and, want and, nobody wants to win with you saying, Oh, well, my speed controller was only working a little bit. They want to win with you saying my robot was up to its best it's ever been and you beat me fair and square. That's the way you want to win at BattleBots. Yeah. And a, I mean and even and even when they have like when they're in the pit and they're and they're, you know, doing whatever adjustments they need to do or repairs, even when they're trying to sneak a little peek at the other robot like with, with the, my favorite is with the pool noodle <laughs> was my favorite. one, <laughs> And, you know, but yeah. even then it's still in all good fun. You know, the camaraderie is very real. They really, they really are so kind to each other. And that's something that you just do not see uh, today. And then in most competition series, you don't see that. And, they, you know, I they, think. They really respect each other. Everybody really respects each, each other, and they really realize how difficult these things are. So many people, oh, yeah. you know, like your very first question was, tell me about the math, the engineering, and the physics. Well, you know, most people don't understand what goes into these robots. And, you know, for example, I would happen to be over, mentioning Chomp again, I happened to be down over there, and I saw, you know, some of the parts that they were machining. Um, and these are the most incredibly machined parts I've, I've ever seen. Uh, really phenomenal. I mean, you know, uh, you're, you know, these people. She, I think she's probably going to spend. I mean, maybe I shouldn't say, but I think it's going to be around seventy-five thousand dollars for the cost of building her wow. robot. Wow. And the machining is such a high tolerance, such a high perfection. Uh, it, they're probably there's only two or three teams out there that have that level of perfection in machining. Um, I mean, there, maybe there's a couple more. But they are right up there. The detail, the you know. Yeah, uh, and I mean, and, and everybody brings every uh, their own, you know, part to it. You know, the crew, the cast, the announcers, you guys, everybody. I mean, it, it all just all of that. The builders, everything just brings together just a top quality product. And I think, I mean, that man, that's the perfect way to to, to end it. That's perfect. I mean, and that's just the that just that's why BattleBots has lasted as long as it has. I mean, you look at other comp- competition reality shows. I'm sorry, but they haven't lasted this long. You know, I mean, they they'll last a few seasons. You know, maybe, you know, um, maybe two, three. But you guys have really stood the test of time, and I think it shows all of these things that we've been talking about, and especially this uh, has shown why. And, and, you know, especially the fact that you're constantly looking at the evolution and the future. And um, yeah. now speaking, speaking of which, so now we're talking about this season. So just because we're, we're counting down the minutes now. Um, tell us, so the BattleBots fifth season starts May 15th. Is that correct? I believe so, if all the cards fall correctly. Um, you know, right. if everything goes correctly, I mean, we start filming the show april 3rd through the 15th in mm-hmm. long beach at the long beach boeing hangars uh same place we did the last two years right and the uh, people can is, get their tickets right at battlebots.com slash tickets if they want to be correct. audience spectators and and just add two cents to that it is if you've never seen 
something like this live, live blows away television. It is unbelievable to see. People don't realize how big some of these robots are. The TV makes them small. And because the old days we had four different weight classes and some of them were small, that people got kind of stuck. I mean, there's no reference, you know, Right. When these robots are fighting, what and how big these pieces are and how big these robots are. But, you know, a 500-pound walking robot, you know, come on. That's, you know, that's I'd be terrified two of me. That <laughs> <laughs> that's three of Greg, probably, you know. That's, uh, so, oh, oh uh, you're going to hear it from that one, Trey. You're going to hear oh, yeah, about I, that. <laughs> Greg, I did not egg him on on that part. He said that on his own. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, so so guys, you know, you can check it out on discoverychannel.com. Check with your local cable providers, your local times, find out when it's showing in your area. You can also get the Discovery Channel Go app. I think it's called Discovery Go app to to catch up. They they have the the whole last season if you haven't seen it, and if you haven't, you need to. But you can check up on last season and they have the whole thing there and um I think you guys also have a YouTube channel if I'm not mistaken. Um, and you have a, a Facebook page as well. So, I mean, you guys are all over the place. There's no reason. I mean, you guys can find the, the BattleBots videos. Trust me. Um, now, uh, Mark, before I go, do you have any, you know, you're a radio guy too. Let, let, let's, let's, you know, ambush him. Do you want to, you want to ask him anything as a radio guy? No, I, I really don't have any questions for Trey, except to say what an honor it is to share the airways with him. Uh, he and Greg Munson were among the kindest, uh, most wonderful people who actually enjoyed the endeavor of BattleBots. And I could tell you, Trey, you know, I miss you guys incredibly, but, but you'll always be a part of my life. Well, wow. Thank you. And, you know, the truth is it's people like you and, and Rob Biner and Lenny Stucker and all our friends over there at Well Rock and all the people from Discovery and, you know, Comedy Central and ABC and even Fox, you know, way back when that helped us and, and you know, and, and kept us going and, and put us on. We've We've had some real niche secret fans, too, you know, and uh, it feels really good to have uh, – been able to you know bring this this far and i i really hope there's no end to it i really hope you know that this is something that yeah. just keeps evolving and growing and really becomes I what i like to call the smart sport you know the sport of the future the you know one where we use our brain and want to keep it and uh, well, you know you know trey Andy, yeah. i yeah. i gotta say this when when Battlebirds of Bots first started on Comedy Central, a lot of people didn't know it, but it was the number one cable show in all of cable. Yep. That included sports, everything. That, that's like phenomenal. that for that, about that, two years. It was incredible. Yeah. Well, I mean, it shows, yeah. I mean, that's, and, and I think, you know, and, and I, it's like what I was going to say is, I personally think it's going to be like Star Trek in the sense that it just keeps going. You know, Gene Roddenberry may have passed on, but his son carried on in his, in his legacy, you know? And, and it's like, now we have the start, the, 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 the new Star Trek and, but it's still the yep. same show. It still has the same soul. 
And, and, you know, I think that's the same with BattleBots. It's, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I really don't. I, I think you guys have gotten something here that truly is a, a very lasting thing. I mean, I, I, I really, I, I'm blown away by it every single season. It's something new. It's never the same. Never. Um, we'd, but, Mark, we'd love to have you come down and be a part of the show if it's anytime, at all possible. Anytime you guys want me, you, you let me know, and Emmy and I will be there. Because okay. I love being there and seeing the fans. And I always thought that we had a wonderful rapport. I with the fans, the fans with me, and with you guys, you are excellent. Excellent, Trey. And, I, I, think, uh, I just don't want you to ginzo me. Well. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing. We're, we might bring Ginsu again. We actually might turn it on someday. It hasn't actually run else. in many years. He was but, something. Yeah. What a bot. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, listen, I want to thank both of you for taking the time, uh, especially Trey. You know, you, I want to thank you for taking the time to, to come on here. And, I mean, you, you man, you, I didn't think the interview was going to last this long. That's, a lot, that's amazing. That's awesome. Kudos to you, sir. And, Mark, thank you for taking the time uh, to come out here and, uh, and uh, you know, kind of give the, the fans a little treat and um, hopefully we'll see each other in person one day, Trey, I will get to meet you in person. And um, That'd be great. We, yeah. Awesome. Cannot wait for that. And uh, we, we can also not wait for the new season of BattleBot. So, you know, man, we are so ready. So thank you so much, all of you. And um, from any here at the Greg. Uh, yep. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Um, thank you so much, guys. And we are um, going to go ahead and, and say goodbye. And uh, thanks for stopping by, Trey and, and Mark. You bet. Okay. Thanks, Amy. Bye, Mark. Thanks, guys. We'll take Bye, care. Trey. Bye. All right, guys. That was it. That was the interview between with Trey Roski, and we had a cameo there from Mar- with Mark Bayro. I mean, you can, I mean, I'm sorry. You just can't get any more epic than that. I mean, wow, what an interview. So thanks, everybody, for listening. This is Emmy with the Graveyard Shift. We'll see you next week. Pretty soon we're going to have the amazing Mike Quinn, puppeteer, Pixar animator extraordinaire coming by. And don't worry, my Supernatural fans out there, I haven't forgotten about you. I will have some kooky, unique authors in here very soon. So just hang in there, blogtalkradio.com slash the Graveyard Shift. Facebook.com slash Graveyard Shift Show and Twitter at Emmy Shift Show. And we also have a brand new Discord channel. Um, I shared that earlier. Um, for those of you that may not know, the Discord channel is it's called Graveyard Shift. It's that simple. So just look us up on the Discord app. And uh, my name on there is Emmy Shift Show, same as in Twitter. So thanks a lot, guys. This is Emmy from the Graveyard Shift, and I am out of here. Take me out of here, Nuclears.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.